grand scheme of things this game might not matter at all but it's always fun to beat the Ravens damn right the Ratbirds Browns win against the Baltimore Ravens Good times come on. Improved to six and eight on the season. They have won three out of four. Deshaun Watson wins his home debut in Cleveland. And technically, even though we're dead, we're not dead. We'll get into that. And we'll get into everything around the NFL. But hello, everybody. I'm Dan here with Steven. This is the LOTL Browns postgame show. Day after edition, as the Browns played on Saturday, uh, we decided we wanted to wait until the rest of the NFL was in play on Sunday to start talking so we could do our Around the NFL segment. But the Browns get a feel-good win. It wasn't pretty, but how many times are games against the Ravens pretty? Almost never. Almost never. You know, it's it's almost like the Ravens, and especially when Lamar Jackson is not in the game, they just try to muck the game up as best they can, and if they're not going to be pretty, they're going to make sure you're not pretty as well. Right. And that's what happened yesterday. That game was so uh, – the only thing good about that game it was, was it was quick. Right, because teams were running the ball and I mean, the clock was running constantly. Yeah, you know what, so, First quarter only took like half an hour to play. The first quarter took less time than it did to play the overtime in the 1 o'clock game. <laughs> the 1 o'clock game was still going on when the clock hit zero on the uh, Browns-Ravens first quarter clock. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into it, and we'll talk about it. I thought Deshaun Watson looked the best he has in his three games so far uh, with the Browns. The stats aren't incredible. Um, he, he completed a good percentage of his passes. He threw a touchdown, didn't have any turnovers. Um, but again, it's like we just said, the Ravens are just going to muck it up. It's all they're going to do. And especially with Lamar Jackson, not in there, nothing that that team does is pretty when that, when Lamar Jackson is not in there. So I actually, it's funny. You mentioned the stat line. I'll just say at 18 to 28, 161 yards and a touchdown, no picks. I have a big bone to pick with the QBR statistic, which is basically ESPN's version of the passer rating, which makes 100 the best possible instead of 158.3. Yeah. Yeah. They only listed his QBR for this game as 40.7. Deshaun? Yeah. That's interesting. So wait a minute. He completed two-thirds of his passes. He had a touchdown. He had no picks. I, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe his yardage wasn't gaudy, but like other than that, like what's not to like about that? I have, yeah. I have a big problem with QBR if that's Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they uh, all that stuff just seems very arbitrary to me. Like the QBR and even the passer rating. Like I don't really pay attention to that sort of stuff. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's got 100 per, he's got 100 uh passer rating." Like what does that mean? What does that mean? Did he win? Yeah, the Browns won. Yeah. So I, they they beat the Ravens. Who cares? Well, it's not 
let's not get this uh, too twisted here. Let's give some props to the defense. Only giving yeah. up three points. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, let's put a qualifier here. The Ravens were averaging about seven yards a carry in this game, but it seemed like every time the Ravens got anywhere near scoring position, Browns defense they just had all the answers, and the Ravens just did not have anything. The interesting thing, I think, if you go through, especially recently, a lot of the games, uh, going back to like Halloween uh, with the Bengals, that win, and ever since, it feels like. And this isn't taking anything away from the Browns. They've won three out of four. Great. Fine. Okay. It seems like the Browns only win when the opposing team gets dumb and just stops running the ball. That happened yesterday. Like you said, the Ravens are rushing for seven yards a clip. And then they just stopped running the ball. The Browns never got up on the Ravens by more than ten points. It was just really weird. Really weird. And the uh, Halloween night, the Bengals just didn't run the ball at all. They didn't even try. And they lost by multiple scores. 32 to 13, arguably the worst that they've looked all year. Yeah. Uh, The Bucs didn't – I mean, they they don't run the ball well regardless, but they didn't really run the ball against us. They lost to us. Uh, Last night – or, uh, yeah, last night the Ravens. They just stopped running the ball. You go all the way back to week one, Carolina – yeah. They didn't do much on the ground. Yeah. I mean, you look at it. I mean, the Browns lose when teams rush the ball, run the ball against them. And I get it. Like, you could say that about every team, but it's just glaring how when teams actually try to run the ball against the Browns, they usually put up 200 yards rushing, and they usually beat the Browns going away. Yeah. When, for whatever reason, they let the Browns off the hook and they just don't run the ball, the Browns win. And what we're getting at here, J.K. Dobbins had 13 carries, 125 yards. Gus Edwards, seven carries for 55 yards. Like, yeah. I mean. They did, did run the ball a lot, but they didn't do it in the second half. No. Outside of J.K. Dobbins had about a 50-yard run. Uh, uh, late in the third quarter, right yeah. before the quarter break. But the Ravens didn't score on that drive. Yeah. Or did they? This was, field no, they, uh, no, they did not score on that drive. No. Was that Was that the one where? I think that, ended, that in, uh, ended in a turnover or or the blocked field goal. One or blocked! The other. Blocked! How often do you How see How about just... that, by the way? Listen, we're going to talk about Cade York because woof. His missed field goals in the second half, especially the first one. Oh, my God. I mean, that was not even in the same area code as that was like you. That was like you and I hitting a duck hook off the tee. Well, oh. probably you because I don't hit hooks. That so. was awful. <laughs> But uh, but I think what it does underscore is that it was not. I mean, hell, it's December in Cleveland. It's not easy to kick. Even Tucker missed one. You know, aside from yeah, the block, I mean, you have the blocked one, you know? which okay, you give credit to Jordan Elliott, the guy's big paw up, and and it actually hit his forearm. But uh, yeah, uh, Justin Tucker actually legitimately missed a field goal. Yeah, how many times has that happened against the Browns? You don't get never. The, you don't get to break out the miss. very much on not again on Justin yeah, Tucker, especially so. against the Browns. I can't remember the last time he missed a kick against the Browns. Can't remember. Um. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson or not, give the Browns defense credit. Uh, they forced turnovers, which was great to see. John Johnson punching the ball out uh, and recovering his own fumble. He played his best game as a Brown on, on uh, yesterday. 
Yeah, nine tackles, eight solo, plus, of course, the, the forced fumble and the recovery. Yeah, I think he had like a 93.1 grade on PFF. Had a PBU as well. Yeah, he was really good. That's the best game he's played as a Brown, for sure. Miles um, Garrett was great. Uh, got sacks on back-to-back plays, or I think maybe one was a half sack, but uh, that was late in the game. That was when the Ravens were trying to come back. So that was huge. Uh, Denzel Ward with an interception, that was huge. He's been struggling this year, obviously with the injury, and then uh, you know the Browns' miscommunications at the beginning of the year. He got burned a couple times, but uh, he played really well. Everybody on the defense played well. Uh, the unsung heroes were, you know, even though we gave up a, 180 yards on the ground to the Ravens, I, I the linebackers were the unsung heroes because we're basically down to like our sixth and seventh linebacker on the season. We have four linebackers on IR. One thing I did think was odd, if you look at the defensive statistics, John Johnson and Grant Delpit were your tackle leaders with nine. Usually it's not a good thing if your safeties, are, safeties yeah. are your top tacklers, but there yeah. you go. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> we, were playing, we were playing Tyler Huntley, and we were playing the Ravens, who typically do not throw the ball down the field. So a lot of times, either J.J. Three or Grant Delpit were down in the box trying to defend the run. So yep. they essentially were uh, another linebacker for our team. Uh, so the defense played really well. It's like a catch-22 because it's like, okay, if the if the defense plays really well the last four games of the year, are they actually going to try and bring Joe Woods back next year as a defensive uh, coordinator? Uh, based on because if what that we've happens, seen over the last month, uh, maybe. Because if that happens, we're just going to see the same thing next year. Hmm. It's been the same thing for this guy. Last year, we had busted coverages all over the field in the beginning of the season. Second half of the year, they, they played better. And it seems like they're doing it again. But um, Do you think the Browns are getting lucky because of the lack of personnel on the other side, like in the case of Lamar Jackson not playing in this game? Maybe. Do you think that weather is having some bit of an impact now to where you know teams can just throw it all over, run all over us in September? It's harder to do that in December? Uh, Possibly. I mean, but hmm. I guess yeah, you give up three points, you give up three points. You know? Right. I mean, I don't care right. who you play. Gave up three points. So kudos to the defense. They played great. And uh, I, I got to say, I, you know, you're, you've definitely been more harsh on Deshaun Watson than I've been. I thought he played his best game as a Brown on, on set yesterday. I can – I'm fine with guys who – you know, you make enough plays, you manage the game, you don't turn the ball over. I mean, when when we were winning the games with Jacoby, that was pretty much the formula we had with him too. Yeah. So it's it it is what it is, and it is it is more difficult because if you're talking about from straight yardage and and stats perspective, yeah, there were some games that Jacoby had that were better than this one, but yeah, again, he was throwing it around when it's you know 72 degrees and clear, and you know Deshaun's coming out and it's 35 and the wind is blowing and it's just it's it's just harder. And uh, a good amount of times when you not were, to mention the fact that the Ravens' defense is really good, and a good amount of times when you were losing in the second half because the defense was so bad, so you right. knew we were gonna throw it on every play. Uh, but um, yeah, I thought Deshaun played really well. He made some really nice throws. Uh, he made some a couple runs for a couple first downs. I know the big one uh, was about a 20-yarder. It seems like he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable now. 
it's it's clear that they're running some different plays than they were when Jacoby was there. I mean, obviously, you know, Deshaun's a different type of quarterback. Um, so it is it is going to look rough at some times because you're asking the entire offense essentially to change what they've been doing all year, which is the most difficult part of this whole ordeal uh, where uh, Deshaun was suspended for the first 11 games. You had Jacoby who, listen, love Jacoby. He did yeoman's work for what he was asked to do as far as just him playing the position of quarterback. They didn't win enough games when he was in there, but that's not necessarily on him. That's A lot of it is on the special teams and the defense. But uh, I just think Deshaun is getting better and better. And, I mean, how, how can you not love beating the, the Ravens on your first home start, your first division – well, not your first division start because we got smacked by the Bengals last week. But beating the Ravens, anytime you beat the Ravens or the Steelers, you're good in my book. That's exactly it. You can be you be anybody, and you beat the Ravens or the Steelers can, with any sort of consistency, yeah. you're going to be deified in this city. Yeah, period. I mean— Technically, we're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but I'm treating it as so I'm not even thinking about the playoffs. I, I said when Deshaun took over, we had to get to 7-7 seven and seven by this week, and then we can start looking at the scenarios. Oh, it would be a heck of a lot different if we were 7-7. Seven and seven. Oh, that yes. damn Jets game. That damn Chargers game, anyway, too. But these last four games, let's say, let's say for – Essentially, the Browns are a 500 team. Basically, they're six and eight, Almost. so they're under 500. But so these last four games, you got to think, okay, they're probably going to go two and two. If the two games you win are against the Ravens and the Steelers, cool, I'm good with it. Obviously, I want us to go four and zero, oh, and I want us to be nine and eight at the end of the season, and then some wacky crap happens, like like what happened in 2002 when we got into the playoffs. But I'm not counting on anything like that to happen. So we got a little bit of help today. What's going on in that Vegas-New uh, England game? Yeah, that is that is very apropos that you would bring that up. Um, trying to get to right now. Uh, well, this actually is some good news. The Raiders did win that game in overtime. Did they? Yes, they what was did. What the score? 30-24. to 24. Who scored the touchdown? <clears throat> I do not know. Um, this was a game that the Raiders actually we might as well just go right into, around the NFL right now. Um, we'll start with the games that do impact the Browns' postseason chase, and this is one of them. The Raiders actually scored in the final minute of regulation to tie this game up, and then it was a TD on defense. Chandler Jones, 48 yards, walk-off, fumble recovery, scoop and score for touchdown that won the game for the wow. Raiders in overtime over the Patriots. Wow, because well, uh, I asked that question because I'm facing Devontae Adams in my fantasy playoff game today, so I was hoping it wasn't him. Mm. Nah, so the Raiders go to 6-8 and eight with that win. The Patriots, more importantly, fall to 7-7. Seven and seven. So, so that helps. That's the, the, the Jets also fell to 7-7 seven and seven today, so yes. we got help there too. Yes, they did. We the, did not get help in Los Angeles today. We'll just touch on that Jets game okay. first because the Jets— Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. On. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's okay. just Browns win, beat the Ravens. We're six and eight, uh, three and two in the division. We have one division game left. It's against the Steelers. Uh, let's hope we win that. Let's hope we beat the 
let's give ourselves a little Christmas cheer on Christmas Eve and beat the Saints for a home finale and then uh, beat uh, the Commandos. Let's let's sweep, go 4-0, go 9-8, and and then whatever happens, happens. How about that? Let the chips fall where they may. So, absolutely. So that's going to do it for the Browns portion. Well, not no, because we're going to talk about how it re- how these games relate to the Browns. So, and you talked about the chips lying where they may. We just talked about Vegas. Now, let's get into uh, around the NFL. Yeah. So we'll go right back to New York, which we were just talking about. So the Lions, New started- York. So these are two teams that have the same record, but are going in vastly different directions. The, the Jets the got off to a great start. They're now doing terrible. Whereas the Lions started one and six, and I'm pretty sure no team has ever started one and six Listen, and made the playoffs. I but... have I have long said on this show, and as long as you've known me since we've been talking and arguing and you know talking about sports since we've known each other, I will not root for any team that shares a similar statistic to a Cleveland team in relation to the Detroit Lions. They have never been to a Super Bowl. The Browns have never been to a Super Bowl. So I am not rooting for the Lions to get to the Super Bowl. That being said, I don't think they have a snowball's chance in hell of getting to the Super Bowl, even if they make it to the playoffs. So I am rooting like hell for the Detroit Lions to get to the playoffs because that, as convoluted as that all sounds, I love this Lions team and what they've done. One in six. And there's... They are the they are they are like the antithesis of the Browns. Always pulling games out and yeah, the bitter end. The, the only game they haven't pulled out in the last seven I mean, was Buffalo. Listen, they have a history of finding new ways to lose games, just like the Browns. Oh but my God, yes. But for this season, and actually, they did it a few times when they started one and six. But I don't know what happened. And credit, all the credit goes to that team and Dan Campbell. Somebody who somebody who I thought was going to be the next Freddie Kitchens and get his ass fired after one or two se- This is now a second season, so he's lasted longer. But credit goes to him, man. This team is now 7-7. Seven and seven. They Like you said, they they're started 1-6. And seven and, they're drinking 7-7s seven and sevens in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, let's hope that this, let, Let's hope that this doesn't turn into 7-9 and nine bull bleep. Hmm. <laughs> Like Jeff Fisher says. But. And th- this was a cool ending of this game. The Lions actually had the lead. Um, the Jets took the lead with 441 left, but then the Lions just calmly come back and, you know, 51-yard touchdown pass inside the last two minutes wow. to to win that game. So the Lions again 7-7. Seven and seven. The Jets, more importantly, fall to 7-7 seven and seven, along with the Patriots. And as you mentioned, the game where we, we didn't get the desired result was in L.A., the Titans and the Chargers played a mostly defensive affair until the last little bit of the game. Chargers took the lead on Austin Eckler touchdown run. Um, Titans then tied it up with 48 seconds left on a Ryan Tannehill one-yard quarterback sneak. But they didn't play any defense at the end, and the Chargers got the yards they needed <sighs> in the final 40 seconds, leading to yeah. a game-winning field goal at the buzzer. So the Chargers are now 8-6. and six. They win 17-14, to 14, and I believe they are in the – actually, they've moved up, I think, to the sixth spot. Miami's now fallen down to the seventh spot by tiebreaker. We, uh, need, one of the, we, need, we need one of those two teams to lose out. Uh, yes, we do. Yeah. And we need – between the Jets and the Patriots, basically need those teams to not win two of their last three on top of it. 
So yep. the odds are not super great, obviously. But, but that only matters if we win out. That's so. I mean, that's a pretty that's, big. That's objective if number as well. one. That's so, objective number yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, then and once again, as we've said all year, if you would just finish the Jets game, if oh. you would just finish the Chargers game, think of where you'd be right now instead of being in the, needing this, you know, inside oh. straight flush kind of a situation. <laughs> the Jets game. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, continuing to the rest of the scoreboard here, the Eagles. And actually, not not to butt in, it's it's actually looking more because because the Jets are nosediving so badly. It's actually looking more like the Chargers game is the game that you really wanted to win. Yes, because if the Browns had beaten the Chargers, both of those teams would be seven and seven right now, and we'd hold the tie. We'd be in the playoffs right now, with the exception of possibly the first Baltimore game. Which I still think, you know, you'd still be in the divisional hunt too. That's that's true. We'd really be cursing Tampa Bay right now if we were in that situation. That's, that's very true. But I've just the more I'm looking at it now, if because because that moron Brandon Staley tried to hand us that game. Yeah. And if we just would have taken it, we'd probably be in. We'd be in the seventh seed right now. Probably. And like we didn't talk about Cade York missing no, we field be. goals until New England would be because we lost to New England until we're blue in the face, but. Bottom line is, is the Browns would have gotten more than like ten yards after that turnover. It wouldn't have had to be like a fifty-three yard kick. <laughs> anyway, we're crying over spilled milk right now. Yeah, but let's 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 keep going. So the Eagles didn't look exceptionally great today, but they do get the victory over the Bears, twenty-five to twenty. The Eagles so they're now thirteen are and one. Thirteen and one. Wow. And they got some additional help from an unlikely source, as the Jacksonville Jaguars, thanks to a Overtime walk-off pick six game winner. The Jaguars defeat the Cowboys forty to thirty-four. That has some interesting implications. So the Cowboys are now three games behind the Eagles in the NFC East, and perhaps more importantly, the Jaguars are now only with because the Titans lost, as we mentioned earlier. The Jaguars are now only a game behind Tennessee in the terrible AFC South. Plus, they have a head-to-head victory as well. So I- the Jaguars are now basically fifty-fifty to win the AFC South. Am I? Wait a second. Are you what? You mentioned how the Raiders won the game. Yes. You know that that wasn't in overtime, right? Uh, no, I just kind of assumed because the touchdown was with only the the tying touchdown was only with like twenty seconds left. New England had the ball, third and ten at the forty-five. They ran a draw play. Looked like they were just going to take it in, take it in for uh, overtime. Ramondre Stevenson breaks a couple tackles. Clock was at zero at this point, so it's not like if he got tackled, they could call timeout and kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. He runs the ball all the way to the Raiders' thirty. Laterals it back. It's now turning into a lateral play. Okay, because they have to score on this play. Yeah, laterals it back to Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers starts running backwards towards midfield, tries to throw a backwards lateral pass to Mac Jones. Chandler Jones intercepts the pass and runs it back for a touchdown on the last play. Oh, my God. (laughs) On here. I'll show it to you without any sound, so we're not like oh, so we're not breaking any c- copyright laws. That Watch is this. like, I mean, okay, so yes, he runs up the middle, and then he cuts outside to the to the right. He, yeah, pitches one back, and then the backwards pass is coming back the other way across the field, <laughs> and then the stiff arm on Mac Jones. I've never seen anything oh, like this. Oh my word! 
That is the damnedest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this this game didn't even go to overtime. Is well, this, I'll tell you this. Is this three-dimensional chess by Bill Belichick to try to keep um to keep Josh McDaniels from getting fired? Maybe, I don't know, but you would think <laughs> Oh my god. I'm like watching this play over and over and over again. I can only watch the hoodie like watching this okay, play so, and so be like here, wait, yes, try, the well, master plan is Here's in what I'm trying effect. I'm trying to I'm trying to watch the New England sideline in this play. I'm trying to find where Belichick is to see what he's Where is he? Okay, there he is. Okay, they're clapping because they're doing Oh, you can't you can't see the sideline when Chandler Jones intercepts it because they zoomed in on it. Oh my! I'm so glad that we found this out while we're talking about this. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Could you imagine if that? You think play, we lost brutal games, folks? <laughs> if I'd be I'd be driving to the 480 bridge if if we'd lost a game like that. And speaking of brutal losses, let's go back to one o'clock yesterday. Oh God! The Indianapolis Colts had a 33 NFL history to made. nothing lead. At 33, half time. 33 nothing. Yep. And they lost the game. 39-36 to in, the Vikings. In regulation. No, not in regulation. Overtime. overtime. In overtime that took like half an hour to play. Yeah. <laughs> that is so the the comment I saw right after this game was Jeff Saturday, congratulations. Welcome back to ESPN. Oh, he's a complete buffoon. How, how do you have a 33 uh, <laughs> And you know who should never play another NFL game? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. <laughs> you now own the biggest choke job in Super Bowl history and in NFL regular season history. Congratulations. Yes. Boy, Matt Ryan better be prolific in the Heimlich because he chokes all over the place. Oh, my. Holy mackerel. This doesn't have like huge implications as far as no. the playoffs are well, concerned because the Colts were already out of it. But well, like, the Vikings clinched the the uh, NFC North with that win. I guess. I mean, they do hold on to the number two seed right now over Sam Fran, which is yeah. you know somewhat newsworthy. But oh my goodness gracious, the day ended up with a, a fabulous game. Actually, uh, great Saturday game. night. The Miami Dolphins. And the Buffalo Bills, and again, if you remember the first game these two game teams played back in Week Three, it was super hot, and it, you know the, because of the way the stadium Miami Miami is oriented, the Dolphins get to be in the shade, and the Bills had to be in the Florida the Browns sun the whole had to time. deal with that too. And so there's like, and oh, the, and the Dolphins always wear white at home, so the the opposing team has to wear their colors. So now turnabout was fair play. They're playing yep. in Orchard Park, and it's super cold, and it's snowy, and Miami put up a big fight in this game. It went down to the final play where uh, Buffalo pulled it out with a field goal of 32-29. to 29. Yep. So Buffalo gets their ice-cold revenge, and with that have more or less put the AFC East on lockdown. They keep the first seed as well yep. in the AFC, which Kansas City, boy, they did not look very good today against Houston, but they did just enough. Yep. It took them overtime and a favorable coin flip. Uh, they get the ball first in overtime. They go right down and score, yep. and win that game thirty to twenty four. So Kansas City is still holding on to the second seed in the AFC. Houston, I I get the feeling there must be a lot of players playing for jobs because they've made life very hard for Dallas and Kansas City the last two weeks. But they've they're still a one win team, so um, they still stink. 
Going further down the board here, the Saints defeated the Falcons 21 to 18. Both of those teams are 5 and 9, which is also pertinent because Carolina Panthers are also still 5 and 9. They lost to the Steelers 24 to 16. The Steelers so, are the Steelers are literal cockroaches. You this, could you could hit them with a nuclear holocaust and they wouldn't die. Steelers are you know, the good thing about the Browns, you know, putting up a fight here is that we're, we're staying out of the basement and just barely because the Steelers are still six and eight. Uh, I mean, if we're not going to result, I mean, if we're not going to make the playoffs, is that, is that the, is that the best thing? I mean, if that we, is if, the goal. Stay above Pittsburgh, but well, I, I do get that. And trust me, I do agree with you, but the flip side of that would be <laughs> if we do somehow finish last, that means we get a last place schedule next year. Will that ultimately be better or not? I mean, right. there are three miscellaneous games that are of uh, the 17 that are determined on that. Yeah. It, it, more often than not, it is favorable, but sometimes it's not. That's true. So, that is true. You know, Now, the difference between like a number one schedule and a number four schedule usually is pretty substantial. Yeah. Three to four, eh, yeah. who knows? But I feel, like, <clears throat> I feel like three, if you finish third, you could, you could run into some teams that like maybe had an injury at quarterback – or something like that. They just like a perennial like elite team that just had a bad year. Yeah. So, what else we got on the board here? Oh yes, the game we just watched. the The Bengals, who were down seventeen nil at one point to Tampa. Yep. This game, much like the Colts Vikings game, turned completely on its head, and the Buccaneers just couldn't hang on to the to the ball to save their lives in the second yep. half. And Tampa Bay's offense with four straight turnovers in the. In I the mean, second they couldn't half. even do handoffs. Yeah. In the second half. <laughs> Tom, Tom can't even grip the ball anymore. I mean, good grief. Bengals win this one 34-23. The Bengals are on a roll. They basically had this one handed to them. So Cincinnati is now in first place. In now the they're AFC in North. the driver's seat. Now that the Baltimore Ravens lost yesterday to the Browns. And, so. with the, and with the way Kansas City is looking, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they get the two seed. In the AFC. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, right. Because they have the they have the head-to-head on they Kansas City. They got the City. head-to-head. I don't know where they stand with head-to-head on Buffalo, but they're only a game behind them, too. So, yeah. you know, Bengals could be thinking bigger things than just the division title now all of a sudden. Oh, God, that would make me sick. Number one seed. <laughs> just just them getting all the national. Ah, Joe Burrow and Tom Brady Jr. The Bengals are and you, so great. And you know that's the way it's going to be this week. It's like, oh, Joe Burrow, four touchdown passes. Yeah, no kidding. They took over on one drive on the 10. He had less drive. than 200 yards <laughs> passing. And four, listen. The Bengals had 239 yards of total offense, did not get a defensive touchdown, did not get a special teams touchdown, and they scored 34 points. How? Between the Bengals getting short fields the entire second half of this game and the Vikings having two scoop and scores called back in the game against the Colts, it's looking right now like I'm going to narrowly lose my fantasy playoff game, and I'm going to be furious because those two things are going to be what cost me. In the Unreal. End. Like, wow. Unreal. I mean, that's like a 25, 30-point swing between those two games. Yeah. Honest to God. Um, yeah, also the Broncos beat the Cardinals 24-15. to Those were two teams that are not going anywhere. Both are 4-10. and so that's the entire lay of the land. Sunday night we have the a big game actually. The, the Giants at seven five and one playing the Commanders at seven five and one. These two teams tied the first time they played. These so, are these are also two teams that are going in different directions, even though they have the same record. The yep. Giants have looked like poop the last month. Yep. And the Commanders 
They got Chase Young back. Uh, what's what's interesting is because of an injury at quarterback, they've had to go to a backup, and he's really steadied the ship. Uh, Tyler uh, Heineke, or yeah. Taylor Heineke. I don't remember that. His first uh, name, that knee heard around the world against Philadelphia. Yeah. That was like a galvanizing moment for the Commanders, yeah. and they've been just almost unstoppable. They've since. been great since. Yeah, absolutely. Believe it or not, and I, I they're they're uh, four and a half point favorites. I believe I expect them to cover easily. I think they're going to win by a touchdown at least in this game. Yeah, I would expect that. I just too. don't think the Giants. The Giants were riding a wave at the beginning of the season, and they've really hit reality over the last. Month. Not that we were great. I mean, we were horrible on picks a week ago. This week hasn't been so bad. Although we had a snafu today because of the <laughs> because of the World Cup because final of, going on because from of the 10 greatest to 1. soccer game ever played. Which uh, tune into LOTL later this week. We will have a full recap of the World Cup final. Uh, we will not do it today because we're. We are dedicating today to football Americano. Yes. But Wednesday, we will have a full recap. May have a guest on for that. Uh, may not. Not sure yet, but yeah. None of us at, at any point between regular time, extra time, or penalty kicks even thought for a second, hey, we haven't made our picks for the 1 o'clock games. Yeah, right. So we completely missed on those six games. But we, we so did, we only we have did 10 games it, of picking. We did realize week. it before the 4 o'clock window, so we got those picks in. But uh, we'll see where that lands us. The Monday night game is not good this week. It's the Rams against the Packers. Uh, both of those teams are out of contention. Very much so. Uh, Baker Mayfield 3.0 era getting underway in L.A. We'll start with a win last. The, the week. only, the only, uh, the only watching interest I'll have in that game is to see if uh, that Baker thing from last week was just a was just a flash in the pan, or if uh, he might actually, because you never know with with the injury. Injuries that Matthew Stafford has been accruing. Listen, I'm not saying Baker's going to take over the starting job long term there, but Stafford is in his mid 30s now, and injuries are starting to pile up. So you don't know how it's going to look. But again, he's got a lot more proving to do than just you know essentially one quarter won him that game uh, last uh, Thursday night. Right. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he does because he is going back to the place that essentially drove the final nail into his career in Cleveland. Uh that be Lambeau Field. So Lambeau Field where yeah. it's not gonna be toasty. <laughs> no. But Baker played in Cleveland for four years. He he knows how to play in the weather. Hmm. But yeah. So that is around the NFL. That is. Very interesting. A uh, bunch of crazy endings, uh not only in American football, but obviously in the World Cup final, which I, I said we will get to this week. Um, man, I still can't get over the ending of that New England Raiders game that we just <laughs> that's just unbelievable. Oh, could you imagine what uh there's no way Bill Belichick was like, yeah, just start laddering the lateraling the ball. No. That's just something that just if, happens. But if they were to if, if that was the play, it would have been a pass play. They wouldn't have run the ball like on a draw. Right. It would have been a pass play where you can set up, okay, somebody he's gonna catch the ball here. You have somebody run behind him for the lateral, and then you know all hell breaks loose. This was not one of those plays. You don't hand the ball off and then start doing that crap. Could you imagine Bill Belichick's reaction in the locker room after the game? This isn't just like like New England of old when they're like thirteen and two and just playing out the string until the playoffs. They needed that win today. They needed that. Yes, and they literally threw it away. Unreal. If Jacoby Myers just gets tackled there and doesn't try and throw the ball 30 yards backwards, they're in overtime. 
But, Which, I mean, maybe they win the game, maybe they don't. But Right, I mean, but at least you don't put it up to chance where you got, you're got you throwing up a jump ball to Chandler Jones and Mac Jones. I, it's just, that's just hilarious. You know, I, I got to think that somebody on the sideline must just yell, throw it to Jones. So again. He did. Yeah. Again, if that if, – if the roles were reversed and you just reversed the the Patriots and the Browns and the Browns were 7 and 6 trying to go to 8 and 6 and that happened to us like I said earlier I wouldn't be doing a post game press conference today I'd be at the 480 bridge oh man I I don't like to that's I'm I don't like to joke about that sort of stuff but that would have been that might have been if that would have happened to the Browns, it might have been the most devastating loss in my lifetime. There might be just a haze of doom and oh, gloom be... that just hung over the city until well after Christmas. Well, after I... that, yes. If that happened to the Browns this week, the Browns wouldn't win another game the rest just, of the year. Just, just cancel. Christmas oh, they just right fold now. the tent. They fold the tents <laughs> in. Fold the tents in, and they go from seven and six to seven and ten. That was unreal. I mean, the most shocking play defeat. You know, walk off loss I've ever seen for the Browns was probably when they had a field goal blocked in return for a touchdown by Baltimore right. on on that Monday night football right. game. But we sucked that year, right? I mean, we were out of contention at that point anyway. Yeah. But um, boy, yeah, I don't remember a loss like that when. I guess the only thing uh, that was maybe equivalent was Bottlegate in two thousand one. Mm where if the Browns won that game, they were probably going to the playoffs in 2001. They would have needed to, I think, win at least one of the last two after that. But, yeah, yeah. I mean. that That's that's the Browns' version of that. But that was that was ripped away by the officials. That was not ripped away by the other team. This would – or by yourself. Right. So, um, yeah. But, anyway, we digress. So, Browns play on Christmas Eve this year. The next day will be Christmas Day, so I don't know what we're going to do with the uh, post-game show next week. Uh, no clue. I mean, probably on Boxing Day or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we might just do one episode and combine both next week. That's very probable. And just but, do a big big episode. But, hey, here's, here's, the, here's the kicker. Browns, they win next week. They will have swept the board. Of all the games that they will have not played on Sunday this year, they will have swept the board on every game they will have played not on CBS this year. Four and zero and five and zero respectively. Yeah, we were talking about this before. We need the Browns need to petition to get moved to the NFC. Because yeah, you, you'd have a couple games where you play on CBS, but the majority of your games would be on Fox. Yeah, it's just uncanny. The the only two again, the only two games the Browns have won on CBS this season were against Carolina and Houston. <laughs> Turn out the lights. The party's over. Well, on that note, that's going to do it for us on the LOTL Browns postgame show. You can find us on social media. At Stissy McGee. At Daniel J. Ford. And you can follow the show at the LOTL podcast. And uh, we will be back this week with a Christmas edition of Living Off the Land. We're going to have to plan some some fun stuff for, for a little Christmas show. Yeah. So, um... We'll see. I might put... It's out. definitely Christmas in Buenos Aires today. We'll oh, get into God. that on Wednesday for sure. Uh, we'll definitely... Um, I will try and send out... Sell, ah, boy, I cannot talk. Send out some feelers uh, about maybe having a guest on the show this week. Hopefully that happens. If it does, great. If not, we will do the best that we can. So, 
Appreciate you guys listening as always. Love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys uh, for LOTL on Wednesday night. Thanks. See ya.